0: Hello and welcome back everyone to another episode here on Burn Your Boats with me, your host, Matthew Lestalia, back in the saddle again. Um, This week, I actually wanted to reflect on this thing, this quote that I heard, um, that I actually read from from the uh, CEO of Vortex (laughs) 6. Sorry about that, I had to plug in my mouse to my other computer um and <laughs> i tell you what peter olive he sent me down this rabbit hole and he didn't even know <laughs> uh at the end of the week uh peter will send out uh the quote of the week and and it's a lot of times it's about fear and uh and about courage and things like that like uh, there was one here that he sent out from uh from you know a uh, patton um that says courage is fear holding on a minute longer so I like that. I like uh, a lot of these things that he sends out, but um, there's one I don't know why I I pulled this up and it just it set me down this ridiculous rabbit hole of uh, of, of research and, and and all of that and it's uh, it's from Thomas Hardy and it is um, the quote is fear is the mother of foresight. That's it. That's it. And that that it didn't rock me like it was just something that i've been very keenly aware of uh for a long time as a as a kid i actually realized that i was when i dream that oftentimes almost almost every time that i dream and i'm and i'm and it's clear enough and and i'm i'm I don't know, like consciously involved enough uh, while the dreaming is happening. Not, not, to, not so far as to say lucid dreaming or anything of that sort. Um, but just just conscious enough to, to have full recollection when I wake up is um, I'll notice that the, the spiral of, of events that occur in said dream typically happen in response to the thoughts that I have while I'm in the dream. And so, like for instance, um, I can't think of anything specifically, but uh, uh, the general idea being, oh, I'm I'm walking down the street, and I and I start to I get this sudden random thought that it's gonna it's gonna rain so hard that it's going to flood, and then as soon as I have that thought, then it will start happening, and then. It, it just continues to go that way. Like okay, then I have this other thought, and because that thought happens, it it happens automatically. It's actually an interesting. There's a lot. There's a lot there with with that um, with that concept in the in the practicality of of dreams um, when it comes to day to day life. Like I'm not I'm not super big into dream interpretation. I don't I don't particularly. Uh, I don't particularly care, to be completely honest. Um if there's something bugging me, you know, from the dream, then then okay. But if it was just like this highly dramatic, super eventful dream, you know, I'm not looking into like what, what it means. I really I reflect on it in a different way. Where dreaming can be used in a in a training kind of way for everyday life. So in, in the I mean this in the aspect of like the way that we the way that we perceive things like a, a having patience when it's required in order to build something worth worth having and a life worth having and relationships worth having. A lot of times um, we think in our head that if I were able to snap my fingers and make make something appear, then God, how awesome would that be? Um, but it, there, there's so, there's so many things that come in tandem with that. It's like, we're not, we're not evolved enough in the way that we think and process the world around us and and our lives and the impact of our decisions. We, we are not, we're not good enough at that to be granted such power, you know, (laughs) like if, uh, that is what happens in the dream, right? And in, in the dream, you think something and then it happens, or at least for me, like I said, uh, with mine, you think it and then it happens. And so I, I think about like, okay, well, what if I flip that and and I was aware there? And there's there's been a few times in my life where I've lucid dream and that's essentially what you could do with lucid dreaming. I remember one, the most lucid dream that I had lasted all about what felt like uh 15 seconds i was driving down i was riding in a car in the passenger the front passenger seat my brother was driving and my cousin was in the back seat so pat my brother was driving and dom my cousin was in the back seat and we're just or i might have been in the back it doesn't really matter we're in the car i'm not driving and we're going down the highway and we're driving and nothing particularly interesting is happening um like if you look at a lot of lucid dreaming uh I used to I used to really try to figure out how to lucid dream. And um, and it'll be like, oh, just look at your hands throughout the day and or do these things that will that will spur you in the muscle memory so that you'll do it while you're dreaming and when you do this and it'll look different. So one of the things is like if you look at your hands, if you keep throughout the day, every once in a while, like every hour or something, like you look you stop and you look at your hands and you observe your hands and you keep doing that over and over and over again. And then it will become more natural and normal for you to do that while you're dreaming. And then once you do that, your hands should look weird and different, and then that should cue you off to say, Oh, I'm dreaming. Oh hey, I'm in a dream and now I can control this at any rate never been able to do any of that um but what I was able to do and and with no particular cueing that this was a dream um as I did realize it I was dreaming I was rolling down the street and um and I just I it hit me I was like oh my god I'm dreaming right now and I I had that like moment of excitement I was like oh my gosh I could do I could do anything like I'm dreaming I could I can control this world and I was like well that's in my head I was like, well, let's test it. Let's and, and I was like, so in my head, I thought, I didn't say anything out loud, like in a dream. And uh, I was like, turn around, like drive the other way. And my brother just flips this crazy s across like the highway, like the grassy middle part and uh, flies into the other side of the road. And then we're driving the other way. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. And then I woke up <laughs> so, before I got to any of the really cool self-creating stuff um, it vanished but that that kind of stuff like the thing like think about the stuff that you would create right now if you could create something um, and it would be holy crap you know like I want this car and I want this giant house and I want and like you just all of these different effects all like okay well now that I have a 15 bedroom 20 mansion or 20 bathroom, you know, mansion. Uh, okay. Well, how do how the crap do I clean it? How, what, you know, what does it take to actually, um, to live in this thing? And, and what are the second and third order effects of, of this wish coming true? What is that? How did that impact other people? Um, you know, and so it's, it's, it's that, it's that kind of reality that we're just not ready for. And so that's the reason I've kind of always looked at dreams like that as, a, as like the training ground. Like, okay, well, this is what happens if I were to create it automatically. But the other part of it is that we don't get any skin in the game. Like if you're able to snap your fingers and then make something, something appear, like it's the same thing when you think about money, right? So if you had money um, given to you from your parents and they're like, hey, here's, uh, here's, five thousand dollars um that's the way so let's do three scenarios right there's a complete stranger that says hey i've got i'm gonna give you five grand never gonna see you again don't care what you do with it like take it and run um i don't really care i just it's burning a hole in my pocket and it's it's got bad juju i don't want it (laughs) so here take this money the way that you respond and using that money is going to be different than if someone that you know that you see on a regular basis gave it to you like your parents. And it's also going to be different than the – both of those will be significantly different than the way that you would treat it if you invested two weeks into a project – diving in spending you know from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep and and you produce and you create this thing and you sell this thing and the thing gets you $5000 the way that you view that money is going to be different than if it was given to you and it's the same thing with with our actions and the way that the way that we create and the way that we we treat the world around us and we treat we interact with all of the different facets with all of the relationships with the money with the the goods and materials with the natural world with everything um is different because we can't snap our fingers and make it happen immediately um you know i, I frequently say like cause my i'm i'm my resident's the place that I rent and where I live is in Georgia, and my wife lives in Virginia, so I find myself saying like, "Oh, I wish I could just you know teleport," because it's such a pain in the ass <laughs> to get to get up there because it's such a long drive, um, and so and then with coronavirus it complicates everything, um, so you so it coming while I was able to come up coming up like it meant more you know like because it took more to get here it's like we would really take advantage of our time together one because we don't have that much of it and two because of what, what it takes to actually get there like okay well i'm not going to go there and just you know let the time slip by like we're going to maximize our time together and we're really going to take advantage and so so it's that same kind of thing you get you get the skin in the game right and so and so all of that goes back to the dreaming which the, the creating on the spot and and goes back to this original this original quote uh, from Thomas Hardy that uh, fear is the mother of foresight. So I I got really interested um when I read it because I was like, oh, that's interesting because in my head what what I immediately think when I hear that quote is that what you fear you create. Right? So if I'm fearing this bad thing's going to happen, I'm I am putting I'm increasing the likelihood of that thing happening because I'm bringing it into my head, and and as I bring it into my head, it's the same way, um, like if you're riding a bike or if you're uh, snowboarding, um, like where your head goes, the rest of you goes. Um, and from what my wife says, it's the same thing with riding a motorcycle, and so like, it's the it's it's the same, right? So, it in in this this is the way that I relate it is that. Fear is your attention, and the attend where your attention goes, uh, so does the so do the results of your life, right? And so, the more attention you put on something, the more likely that thing is going to happen. So, if you're putting a, pu- a ton of attention in fear, then what does it? What does it create? Probably something around the thing that you were fearing. It just depends. It goes. It all goes back to like the way that you respond. Like it's. I don't care. And nor should anybody care the way that people feel about something. That's not, I what I care less about the way that people feel about something versus the way that they act in response to that emotion. Um, so if you're really really upset about something, like I can empathize and be like, yeah, man, that that really does suck. Like we should do something about it. Um, but if your your response is to go uh, burn down a store because you're really upset about something like I don't especially when it's not related it just doesn't there's a lot of things a lot of incongruities with people's emotions and then their actions that I don't I that aren't justified and aren't um excusable right so so when we're thinking about the fear and the creation of the future um it's it's the the question goes to like okay well it's if you're scared of speaking in front of a group of people um and you're sitting there and you're and you're you every night you're losing sleep over it and you're worried about it and you're waking up and you're and you're thinking about it and you're just thinking about how you know you're gonna screw up or like everyone's gonna laugh or it's not gonna make sense and it's not gonna be smooth and it'll be awkward and and then you go back to sleep at night and then you're still missing sleep because you're getting more stressed and it keeps building up over this time and you keep stressing out and you keep having these fearful thoughts about the things that could happen when you're up there speaking. One, you're depriving yourself. Like there's there's the physical aspect of it, like the chem- the biological and chemical changes within your body that are happening um, where cortisol is, you know, bumping up and your, your stress hormones are, are going through the roof. And, and so... That's uh, that can be good and that can be bad for a prolonged period of time. It's really, 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 really bad for your system, really bad for your body and your health. Um, and also, then you're losing sleep, and that's awful. It's like one of the worst things that you can do is is not optimize your your rest. And so you're losing that, and you're adding the stress. And so the losing the sleep is even is even um, exacerbating the 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 stress problem because then you know we're we're much more prone to make poor decisions when we're sleep deprived. Um, and then we're stressed out. And so, yeah, it's just this cascading waterfall of of this pathway to, to failing at the public speaking, at the getting up in front of people and speaking to somebody um, because of that fear. And so that and, – and I'm like, okay, well, fear is the mother of foresight there because we feared it. We created it. And then it happened, you know, and then it's then, holy crap, I really screwed it up and and I knew I was going to screw it up. And then you feel justified and then it, like you re in your head and your personal narrative. They're like, hey, I am not a good public speaker and now I have proof to back it up. Like, well, look at everything that you did. Look at the way that you responded to that fear. Um, and so... If you chose instead, like we talk about over and over again, to do something different. so if you're if you feel like if you're laying in bed and you're just stressed out tossing and turning over, like why don't you get up and and research like how to how to break break the ice with a room full of of people? We live in this amazing age. I'm so grateful for this this world that we live in, especially with the the coronavirus and everything happening right now because we we have the technology. We have the technology. We have the information. We have the ability to survive and overcome and, and optimize our time better now in the face of something like this than anybody in the history of mankind ever. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, and with that, like you can you can research and you can look things up. Like oh, there's oh, the expression like nothing is no, there's nothing new under the sun uh it's very very applicable to this exact situation so there are so many videos free out there on youtube that you can just look up or anywhere and and find oh hey this is five effective ways to begin a begin a speech or begin a public lecture or, or anything like that um and then you find those and you do research on like, okay, well, I need to find this, this an analogous story like, okay, well, let me look up some stories that that fit in with what I'm saying and that grab attention from the get go or the ones that break the ice with a laugh, you know, and there's these different strategies, then you could put work into it. And then, like, even if you're not done that night, like you're like, Oh, once you if you just watch that 15 minute video, you're like, Oh, man, like, okay, there's a path. There's a path forward, and, like, there's that sense of, like, okay, okay, there's a way, there's a way. I don't have the solution, but I know there's a solution out there, and I already feel better about it. Like, I just feel lighter, and I just, like, okay. So, fighting sleep for the next three and a half hours, and then having a, a dreadful night of sleep, or getting up and getting out of bed and sitting down and watching a video for fifteen minutes, and then that relaxing you to the point where you could sit down and go to sleep. And shoot, maybe it spurs you into the next three, four hours of research and prepping and, and getting the whole beginning part of this this spiel down, and then building a schedule where you're going to rehearse and you're you're talking to your spouse or your kids or whoever your friends about about rehearsing in front of them, um, and you build that out and you lose a night of sleep, but you you are prepped like you have a schedule you got you have the you have the content already there from the speech that you like you're gonna give and now you have like your icebreaker in the beginning that's laid out and now you want to rehearse it and you've got a schedule laid out and like yeah you lost the night of sleep but in in preparation you did it because you were excited and now it's turned from this thing where you're fearful where you're excitement and so Um, And then as you're excited about it, that excitement – so this is where I kind of veer and I question – I don't question but I I veer from Thomas Hardy like fear is the mother of foresight but it's like like your energy, your emotion, your thoughts, your thoughts are the mother of foresight because we create our future with the energy that we're feeling right now with the – and I don't mean that in some spiritual new age – energy i mean like like you have high energy when you're getting ready to go hang out with your friends and you're going out on the town for the night you know you got high energy or if you're getting ready to to play basketball like you got high energy and if you're uh and and if you're ready to like relax and and lay down and have some snuggle time with like your family and the kids like there's a little bit lower energy but it's still like this happy energy and, and it's that's the energy i'm talking about right so yeah (laughs) <laughs> just just to be clear. So, um, also, so when I go back and I, I look at, at fear as the mother of foresight, right? So I, 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 I really was curious. I'm like, okay, what context did he say this under? Like, one, who is Thomas Hardy? You know, so I, I looked it up. I looked him up and I didn't, you know, I didn't do any super, like, I didn't read his books, uh, cause I just, I just saw this. And so, you know, I'm just giving you a brief rundown. Um, he was a, he was a novelist and a, and a, and a poet from 18, he lived from 1840 to 1928. And so like doing research, I found that he was, uh, he was particularly interested in the transition from, like out, out of the Victorian age into, uh, uh, like the industrial, um, kind of new, new, new age away from the kind of old, the older way to, to kind of view things, the more, uh, not archaic, just, like, he, he had a lot of strong feelings about the the impacts of oppressive rules and laws and practices, you know, from, from the Victorian age and, and supported uh, more progressive stances on things. I think uh, I actually saw another quote. Let me see if I can find it real quick. And I was like, y'all guys want to see a freaking male feminist? Um, he said... It's about women in speech. Um, women. Let me see. My opinion. Nope. My argument. There's a bunch. There's a list of them. Here, actually, let me see. Women. Oh, that was the wrong. I did it on the wrong computer. (laughs) Um. See. Okay. Oh gosh. You see, he's got a bunch of quotes oh it is difficult for a woman to define her feelings in language which is chiefly made by men to express theirs i think that that's silly <laughs> i don't think that the language is created by men to express men's feelings i mean maybe i'm sure you can make that argument but like let's just we're talking about early age feminism right like 1840 this guy was born so um but yeah that was that was kind of his jam right um but that was the. Uh, oh, can I? Dang it! I thought I could click. I still. I haven't been able to find the context specifically. I don't know if it was just a random quote, something that he had said, or if it was in a poem. Um, I don't think it was in one of his books. But uh, but yeah, it's a, it's one. Of, it's like it's even on the title of of the, one of the books that he wrote. I think it was the last book that he wrote. That was called um, a Laodicean. Um, when that, and that is a word for somebody who's like lukewarm or like wishy-washy just, not wishy-washy, but kind of indifferent, indifferent about something, um, specifically deriving from the Bible, uh, with, a, I think it was a city and the city was full of people that were like, eh, about religion. And so, um, but yeah, so I, I continued to look up and I found that he was a, he was a kind of a romanticist when it came to his style of writing, but, it, uh, something said that he was a pessimist. So I thought that was an interesting. Um, it was an interesting one that you have a romantic pessimist. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I yeah I thought that, that I thought that was interesting. But um, I'm like, oh, how does that how does that work? But um, but yeah, and so I, I I looked at that and I I did a like a synopsis reading of some of his books, and I was wasn't able to gain like a whole heck of a lot of of insight into what. What potentially that would mean other than if i'm thinking about the idea that um he was really interested in in the change in the in the structural change of society in the way that that allowed for more equality and more freedom for people um fear is the mother of foresight might be something to the effect that like if if the government fears is fearing this change If society is fearing this change then that what they fear is what's coming you know and maybe it's not because maybe it's not as creationist as as what i'm what i'm saying where like you're creating the outcome but the fact that you have fear means that you're recognizing something that's there like so if the if the the royals or the high ups are fearing uh a revolution it's because the the brewings of that are already there and they see it and so the that foresight is is granted through the lens of fear and so but fear um fear is that early is one of the earliest onsets of an emotion that we may have, because fear is what has preserved us over so many years. You know, it's what's what's kept us alive, and so it's pretty gosh darn important <laughs> to to have an active and good uh, fear module inside of you to um, to be able to protect yourself and, and preserve uh, preserve life. And so that's that's why. The negativity bias exists, you know. So, when we associate negative things with, with an event, it's because we did so as significant turmoil would happen to us. Like, you're going out and you get bit by a snake. Like, oh, God, snakes are bad. Snakes are really bad. We're hardwired to think that snakes are bad. So, <laughs> but, uh, and that's, that's part of the reason why, you know, we had that negativity bias towards them. And, um, and, and for good reason. And so, but yeah, that's some. That's really the main stuff that I want to talk about today. I didn't want to go too long, necessarily. Uh, there is, there's one one funny anecdote. So this is a this get in touch get in touch with me moment, right? So, I uh, I think that I'm a weirdo, man. Like I know I'm a weirdo, but I, I have a specific a specific thought that's or a, a specific thing uh, quirk about me that is that is i don't know if i want to say plagued like i don't think it's really a problem it's just it's interesting and it's something that i acknowledged uh yesterday because i was scrubbing some of my army equipment that i need to turn back in Got um very, very few things of mine got turned down when I went in to turn in uh, my equipment back And So essentially the way that it works is that at the end of your career, you take all of your equipment that the Army has issued you and you give it back right, and some of it you get to keep, very, very, very little, um, more of, like, the personal stuff that's going to touch you a lot, they don't want that, they don't want that back, but, like, the armor, and, and the bags, and, you know, the, the gear, they want back, and so some of it, you know, is covered with, you know, a clothing material, uh, for, like, the camouflage, so, and, you know, if you're a soldier, and you're using your equipment, it's going to get really freaking dirty, and so, some of my some of the armor stuff was uh, was pretty dirty and so they're like, hey yeah, just give this give this a scrub over and, and bring it back and you'll be fine. That's like, alright, so I lay it out and uh and I'm scrubbing, I got some I got some soapy hot soapy water and I'm I got a scrub brush and I'm just, just scrubbing, scrubbing away. And I think to myself What people in this situation right now are probably doing other people that would be doing the same exact thing are quite possibly contemplating all of the years of service that they put in that attributed to the buildup of that um, muck <laughs> into into their equipment. Um, so the the piece of equipment I was cleaning, I, I had received straight out of uh, at my first duty assignment. And so I'm there and I'm thinking, like, I don't I don't I don't. I don't have that thought. <laughs> I have the thought about the other people having the thought. And so I'm there and I'm like, okay, well, this this maybe this should be a reflective moment, you know? Maybe this should uh maybe this should be a time where I, I'm really considering like, oh, okay, like this is what I did and, and and it's kind of um giving the last 11 years and 4 months of my life the the nostalgic sentimental view that it deserves and and it just that's never been me and it's not to say that i don't i don't care about it and that i look upon any of my service or anything that i've done negatively it's not even an army thing this is like a forever me thing even as significant as when i was um when i was going through my divorce i was my my wife at the time what right when we were separating she asked me to clear out the closet because she knew that we had a bunch of shared photos and things like that in there. And and as I end, and to pack up my stuff. And so I was packing up and I was getting ready to leave and she asked me, she was like, I she's like, what did you think? Like what what were you thinking? What were you feeling as you were going through? And I was like, I don't know, I was packing this stuff up, you know? And it's just there's this weird disconnect that I can have at times between like the the emotional reality of the situation and I don't think it's not like uh I, I like I you would think and you'd hear, like, oh, you're just suppressing it. You're surprised. I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, I just, I think when I'm, when I am past something and I'm ready to move on, like, I'm ready to move on. Like, it just happens. And it's more, I more ride the waves of, of excitement about the future than residing on, like, the resonance of the past. Uh, and i and i just i ride that new wave of of my life moving forward and that was the way when i was getting divorced um and that was the way now like my focus is far more on the internship that i'm working with vortex six and the this show and my marriage and 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 just it's not there like i i'm super happy i i served and i'm super happy that that it went well and and i'm on my way and 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 you know i it's nothing but respect and love and and i had a great i had a great run you know but it's not uh it's not something where i sit there and i get like super sentimental about you know like i did it and it was good and i'm happy about it and that's that's kind of where that ends <laughs> that was a that was my tidbit that was just a, a reflective moment that i had um and I, I this is part of me hopes that like okay so many listening can like reach out and be like yeah man i do that too and <laughs> am i alone <laughs> am i alone on this uh are there more sentimental people out there and if you are like good good on you it's probably better right but i don't know i don't know if it's good or bad i just uh i just it doesn't it doesn't strike me that way in the moment like there'll be times later when i think about it probably and um but it'll never be this this deep hyper emotional event for something like that i guess i don't know um but it's but yeah that was a that was a, it's a little personal tidbit but um that that's it for this week guys i uh, i appreciate you and i and i love you all very much thank you for coming back again it's always good to have you here and uh and, I, and i'll tell you what even in the 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 lull of the show and kind of like trying to find the footing like they're still growing it's really interesting like we're expanding geographically i think we're, i last time i checked we were up to like 17 countries of people listening and that's uh that's amazing that is something that i never i never even thought to write that down on a bucket list of things that i wanted to accomplish but to, to have my voice reach out to people and across the world in such a significant way is really meaningful to me and i'm glad that it's meaningful to you guys as well and so if you like it please Share it with a friend. Um, invite invite people. Like this is this is the community that we're that we're building here to for the improvement and the betterment of of our lives and, and as a consequence the world. So I'll see y'all here again next week. I appreciate you and again I love you as always. Be safe and um, if you if you do that and if you uh, you show back up, then I will see you here again next week. Thanks, guys.